I don't know what you're planning, but I, I shoot. He's threatened to shoot everybody he's met. Oh mm. boy, I don't I don't want it. It's so fast you miss it every week. You gotta tune in to get to the finish. You scrub that dirty boy away. He leaves a ring around the tub for sure. Mm, moonshiny. Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is our actual play Call of Cthulhu show set in a homebrewed universe created by our keeper where the story is made up by all of us in the moment. If you happen to like what we do here and are able to support our efforts, we'd very much appreciate it. You can do so by going to underthelibrary.com support to learn more. Again, a reminder, we are doing a monthly giveaway for those people who are supporting us on Patreon. We will be giving away a copy of the Grand Grimoire of Cthulhu Mythos Magic. I almost made it through that. Um, that drawing will take place at the end of this month. So there's still a little bit of time to get in on our Patreon and get entered to win that amazing book. And if you are a player or GM of tabletop RPGs and would like to improve your storytelling or role-playing skills, if you'd like to make your game a safer, more inclusive, and collaborative environment, you should definitely check out our other show. It's a podcast. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your audio podcasty content. Again, that's Up Your RPG. With that out of the way, let's do a show. My name's Arthur. I'm playing Buddy. Sadly, half of the Buddy and Eddie show is under the weather tonight, so there's going to be no Buddy and Eddie show. We're out, Scott. But I am also, I am joined by Chris as John, a.k.a. Poppy. Rick as Sam. Wayne as Sister B. Emily as Joe. And as always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, take it away. Hey, thanks for joining us. Under the Library is a horror tabletop role-playing game and as such features themes of gore, horror, violence, swear words. But mostly you should know that it's mature content played by immature people. That's us. Uh, So if you start off your morning with a tarot reading and a shot of tequila, you're probably in the right place. But since we improv everything, make it up as we go, you never know what we're going to encounter. But we do our best to let you know that there might be intense themes. With that, I'll pass it on to Emily with last week's recap. Okay. So as we started last week, Buddy and Eddie were moving down the stairs that they had discovered behind the cooler in the gas station. They have flashlights and they go down into a cave-like space with dirt held back by wire grids. And it's full of shelves, chemicals, tools, and uh, it is clear that they are now under the mechanics bays. Eddie sees some copper tubing running six inches from the ceiling. He touches it. It feels cold. And he knows, Buddy knows, it is exactly like what he saw in the theater under the stage. The pipe has holes regularly spaced on the top. Buddy listens at the door at the other end of the hallway and hears muffled screaming, male voices, screaming they haven't been paid and where is he? And they are questioning a woman, Lana, most likely. They hear her crying. She does not have the answers. They open the door into a narrow hallway and they find another door at the end of that hallway. Bright light coming from the frame. They open that door, they are blinded. They slam it closed and retreat. The yelling continues and the click of a lock is heard. They hear a motor from the room. They run upstairs to the trap door, but something is in front of it and they are trapped as purple gas starts to pour from those holes in the pipes. Moving back to Abiquiu, after the distressing, traumatizing scene in the house, Joe runs. It's what she does. She insists on leaving town. She won't even see Carly. Sam drives her out and they head back to Los Alamos. On the way though, Joe opens that box that she found that she retrieved from under her dresser. Most of the things in there, she remembers putting there. 
But there's also a tooth, a small white molar, an adult tooth that seems to have rough sides that look like they could have been pulled out by pliers. Jo has all of her teeth. She has no idea where this came from, and Sam suggests to her that it might have been one of her parents' teeth removed from their corpse. Thanks, Sam. It's a hard moment for Joe. Uh, but they continue on their way. They go to Richard's house. Joe recognizes Sister B in the headlights, and they just start to talk. They try to catch up, Sam questions. Sister B asks if she's traveling alone, and as they're talking, there's a siren from the base, the same as that first night at the theater. And there's an announcement, the dogs are loose, remain inside. And that's where we ended for the evening. Yes, excellent recap, Emily. And with that, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna take a hiatus, right? The Buddy and Eddie show is is on pause for the week, and so we'll see what dangers lurk for Buddy and Eddie. Will they survive? Will they make it through? It's gonna be fine. The Legion Cat. Yeah, we're gonna okay. be fine. All right, we're gonna be fine. Mm -hmm. I'm Absolutely. confident. You want to roll on that? No. I tell you what, I'll no. roll for you. Nope. I'll roll for nope. you. Nope. It's all good. Nope. Definitely yep. don't have no, to do that. We... Okay. However, back at Richard's house, we have the four of you. Well, at least three of you are visible. Pappy's off in the bushes, correct? Mm, I forgot to mention that. Yes. Pappy's off in the bushes. And Joe and Sam and Sister B are outside the house talking. And uh, the sirens have started to go off in the coin convoy of lights. So what do y'all do? Well, as they're talking, I would walk past them and try the door. I don't know it's locked. Although I guess we all know it's locked. Both because I want to go in the house and because the dogs are loose again. Pappy... Question for you. Did you unlock the door? You're muted, Chris. Yep. Before I, before I got to the door, I saw the uh, the lights. And remember, I jumped out the, the back window. Okay. Yeah, so but, you find... Uh, what I would like to do, just to get me there as quickly as possible, I had uh, uh, worked my way down along the driveway a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to come up the driveway as if I had just walked up the driveway from the road. Oh. So they see me, they see some guy walking up the driveway. Okay. Perfect. I'll say, so, uh, I'll go, S uh, sister, sister. Uh, I, I know you didn't want uh, any company, but I, I just, I didn't feel good about uh, uh, leaving a woman walking alone at night. So I, I followed you. Oh, Miss, Miss, I guess I'm calling, but Mr. Pappy, I greatly appreciate that. Oh, and I joined you. This is my friend, uh, Pappy. He has, he has come to, uh, come to, uh, see us. He's a very good man. Oh, are, are these friends of yours? Oh, I, I know only the, uh, them a, a little bit. And I just met this wonderful, uh, man. His name is Sam, uh, Wagoneer. Oh, well, that takes, a. Uh... A bit of the anxiety away to see that you're 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 not alone. You should probably get it inside, as the siren blares. Keeper, is there any chance I would know from Kali any other way to get into the house? Uh, roll on a that. hidden key, a back door, a window with a latch that doesn't latch. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I think in fact you don't even have to roll on that. The there might fifth, even be, yeah. The fifth rock up on the driveway, uh, there's a key under it, which will get okay. you in the front door. And which uh, the current owners of the house would not have known about. That's wonderful. Well, I would like to go get that. Okay. Because all these adults are just talking. Yeah. And okay. the sirens are blaring. And we always go inside mm -hmm. when the dogs come. 
what are what what's this talk yeah what are those dogs what what are the what what are those i'm new to town what are those sirens um you are you are too sister no sister (laughs) and me are both new to town i'm asking i'm i just wondering is it a daily thing the uh the sirens and the dogs or how often does it happen well no it's not daily it's just that every so Wait, was that Wayne? That was Wayne. Uh, yeah, mind. I was asking Michael. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. That's but a, we that's know a, it's not daily. Yeah, Joe knows. Joe can answer your character. Okay. Oh, because I, 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 oh, I'm just wondering if Sister B, she's been there a little while. She's working at the charity. If she would have heard it before. She's been there like a week. Oh, yeah. Then within a week, you would have heard it for sure. Okay. So she yeah. knows it. And she says, she says, yes, yes. This is the thing they're talking about with the dogs come out but she goes oh i have not seen any dogs yet just a lot of commotion but i was going to say but oh, miss joe if you need to go inside that that would, that would be good if it makes you the feel door is unlocked click wait wait wait, wait, wait. No, no sorry joe no. sorry okay. sorry the the key is it under the rock yes when you get okay. to the when you get to the rock though uh make a spot hidden sure 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 I rolled a five. Damn you. Of course you did. <laughs> All right. Um, in that case, everybody else is on the front porch, right? You're over here with the rocks by yourself. And yep. further up the driveway. So no, not back towards the road, but away from the road behind the house, you see a figure coming out of the shadows towards you. Mm. Do I recognize the figure or is it just like a silhouette in the dark? It's dark. It's very okay. dark. I'm going to grab the key and run back towards the house. There's somebody here. Wait, wait, wait. Before you, as you grab the key. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should, we should be in uh initiative here almost yeah. before you grab or as you grab the key, right. You're leaning down and uh, you've definitely made, contact visual contact with this silhouette as you will and a voice comes from it as you're staring at it um your heart kind of beating really fast you can feel the adrenaline coursing through your body and you hear this sweet southerly woman's voice say to you well i was waiting for you and as you hear the voice uh, you remember the coin going into your hand, and uh, though your heart, you were racing kind of a moment ago, it started to calm down. Oh, it's, I know you. you I, I saw you at the theater. And you were supposed to come get ice cream with me now, weren't you? You know, a lot happened that night. I Where's your friend? Didn't you have somebody with you? Oh, that's my husband. Don't you worry about him, honey. He's tucked in for the night. What are you doing here? Why, I came to see you. But I, I didn't... I didn't know I was going to be here. I just came here. I didn't. Don't you worry about a thing. What's going on? Aren't you going to invite me in? Maybe introduce Uh, me to your friends. um, That's what I was going to say. Do we actually see a person or is she just talking to no one? She's off to the (laughs) side. She's off to the side of the house. So y'all are probably talking amongst yourselves in the front of the house. If one of you wants to make a listen roll to see if you hear this conversation, Sister B, Uh, you're welcome to. Oh, my God. A three. But I'm I'm buying you all new dice this weekend. Wow! <laughs> uh, so it's been a few moments, and uh, Sister B, and you're you're wondering what's happened to Joe. So Sister B, S- Sister B says just to Pappy, Mister Pappy, oh I, I I hear Miss Joe over there maybe talking to someone. I I, I will go over. I want to see. And she, Sister B, quickly with her quick little nun steps, uh, zips over there as quickly as she can. And uh, I guess Sam would be over there too. And she says, and, and before she would depart, Mr. Sam, just it keeps going in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And uh, so yeah, I'll introduce you to my friends. We should probably go inside, though. Well, that'd be so nice. Thank you for inviting me in. Uh, sure. Let's just go inside. Uh, hi everyone. This is oh. Um, I'm sorry. I forget your name. Why well, I have to. <laughs> Weird. Um, I'm Miss Betty Lou. Uh, this is Miss Betty Lou, and she's gonna come in with us. I, we should all get inside. Uh, well, I'll just say, Miss Betty Lou. Uh, how do you know our good friend uh, Joe here? Oh, why Joe and I go way back, you see, and um. Joe owes me an ice cream date that she never made, and I was coming to check on her. When when she says ice cream, does uh, she is there something uh, curiously sinister or anything? Like for instance, a psychology roll might help. With? Sure, make a psychology roll. I'm gonna do that. Ooh, uh, nineteen, which is a uh, hard success. Wonderful, Sister B. You've known a lot of people in your life. And you've met a lot of people, and you're usually able to gauge their intentions very quickly. Mm. And Betty Lou strikes you as very odd because she has an affect about her that doesn't lend itself to any of that. Gotcha. So I was going to say, with the good hard success, I would think, the fact that she can't read her is giving a sense of alarm and curiosity. Okay. Or yeah, would do that. And uh, I, I uh, would sister... say with the with the heart, I don't want to leave that much ambiguity. It's far right. more it's far more curiosity for Sister B than alarm. Okay. Yeah. So it's a strange anomaly. And then uh, so Sister B would go right next to Joe and Joe, my friend, and grabs her. I would reach for your hand, Joe. And just to hold it and uh, uh, give it a, a little, a little extra squeeze, uh, and just says, "Oh, our friend." And when I say friend, I squeeze your hand a little tighter, and uh, is here. And uh, do you know much about her? And I squeeze your hand a little tighter when I say that too. Joe would just... like to try to pull her hand away. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, oh, then I think you do, okay. right? Um, like I how how far how hard is sister B going to fight Joe on that? <laughs> no, just just sending you a message okay. or or seeing what you were thinking. We need to go inside. I need to go inside. Well, and that would just be lovely cuz a, a nice spot of, do you have something to quench my thirst, Joe? I don't know. I could look if I went inside. <laughs> she has to be invited inside and she's thirsty for something undetermined. Joe hasn't seen Sister B in a long time and the last time she saw her, she outed Carly and made her faint. So between the southern woman who wants a drink and Sister B. And that's fine. Kind of a kind of a tough one so sister b will sidle up to this uh what's the name of this strange woman betty lou betty lou will sidle up to miss betty lou and actually um give a good sniff <laughs> i like her clothes <laughs> uh perfumey uh gamey odd anything of that nature she's uh going for any anomalies as as you're sniffing because she actually, if she's wearing something nice, Miss B would do her thing where she grabs a bit. This is a low, lovely jacket you have, and we like would reach forward and exactly do that. Give a good little sniff on it. Oh, even better! All right, as you grab, as you or as you reach forward and touch her clothing and go to sniff, um, you have this vivid vision, and this would relate something to your backstory. I'll let you fill this in right here. Mm -hmm. um, but you're going to have a very vivid vision of something comforting from your past. Ah, that would be the, uh, uh, okay. That would be the time when she was, uh, the sister B was young with her whole family and 
her brother Richard was still with her and they were very, very young, but she was old enough to be taking care of him. And he was playing in the long grass in the yard, running around, um, having a grand time. And she was laughing and everyone was laughing, just laughter all around. Okay. And uh, so as you, as you're leaning over and taking that whiff, uh, mm-hmm. it's an olfactory rush of the, of the grass that your little brother was playing in mm-hmm. and that, that spring fresh air and everything that surrounded you. And uh, it, it really, it, it stumbles you a bit, sister B. Hmm. And so I, she would, she would uh, lean back and, and look. And when she does, uh, she looks up at this, uh, this woman. And when this thing happens um, to see, if she's also aware that something's happening or if she's oblivious to it. As you're doing that, she's talking to Joe and she says, uh, it, while you're having this experience, she's mm-hmm. talking to Joe and she's saying, uh, Joe, dear, why don't you let us in? Uh, it does seem to be getting a little, uh, hmm, quite a ruckus out here, I do believe. I mean, you know, we're supposed to go inside when the dogs come. That's yes. what they always say. I agree, and it'd probably be for the best of us all. You know, guys, I'm not part this... of this scene, but it kind of seems like Joe wants to go inside. <laughs> I'm not sure, but that's the it's a subtle thing, but I kind of feel like maybe she might want to go inside. Yeah. In this moment, could I notice Pappy and just say, oh, who are you? strange man so you're like you're like got the key in the lock it's like this yeah. total like yeah. almost lot of, there's a lot of anticipation <laughs> on this door right now right <laughs> keys in the lock and you're like who are you in essence yes okay. i know all the rest of you oh uh yeah i just uh i just met uh, a sister b at uh a uh a food pantry and uh, I, I took a liking to her, and I, I didn't want to uh, see her walking alone out at night. So I decided to uh, come and see, make sure, she, make sure she was okay. Okay. And do now, you now that know I know she's okay, of this house. Uh, no. Now that I know she's okay, I can I can leave. I'll see y'all later. I mean, you shouldn't leave. The oh. dogs are out. Oh, the dogs. Yeah, I'm new to town. I didn't. Can uh... I turn that key and open the door now, Keeper? Yeah, get in there. All right. Let's go inside. Should should oh, I come on. in, too? I don't want to. You wanna... should come in. We're supposed to go presume. inside when the dogs hold on. come. Hold, hold on there. And at this point, you all would hear a. And. Uh, what are you going to singing? What are we hearing? Oh, you don't hear that? Oh, damn no. it. Hold on here. Nothing. Not like really. a heartbeat. I heard a thumb. Thud. Yeah, I think that was you That's knocking not, your phone well, in the microphone. It, it's because you're not the. It's because you're not the keeper. The mouth singing. You, you don't. Uh, you don't. Oh God. No, it's uh You hear the sound of a shotgun clicking, and I'll say, Joe, you head on in here. I gotta talk to these folks. I don't know why three strangers happen to find ourselves at the same place we were heading. I'm a little suspicious. Sam. As to what. Put oh, your, your gun away. Do you you don't this is find Betty it? Lou. Odd? I knew her. I met her. She was very nice to me. She gave me a coin. Joe, how did she know you were here? Well, I won't know until I ask her, and I can't ask her if you chase her away. Well, I need to ask her a couple questions first. Dear. Well, I need to ask her some questions too. Well, I, I'm afraid you'll laugh. Or well-being may be in danger, and I need to just make sure you're okay. Uh, as you're you... not my dad. <laughs> Jesus. And so I just turn to Betty Lou and I say, "Ma'am, how did you know Joe was here? And what are you doing here beyond some cockamamie ice cream store? I'll send you a nickel and <laughs> down to the local shop if that's all you need." Need. I would say that the only thing suspicious around here is your accent. <laughs> but 
My business here is with the young lady. It's not with you. If you would kindly point your shotgun in another direction, it would be appreciated. And as as she says that, she reaches out and touches your you you have your hand under the barrel, right? Well, I'm not standing anywhere near her. I mean, I'm oh, at least. Okay. I mean, I'm. I'm at least a good, I don't know, six feet away from people. Oh, right? so, like so, so you're going to kill everybody with this shotgun? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, my, 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 my idea was you would see Joe trying to go inside. and as Your, your idea is to concentrate the spread on, on the stranger, and hopefully Joe only gets like half the pellets in her. Yeah, we can pluck those out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then she looks at you and she says... And and good sir, I do believe you know that that shotgun is going to do as much damage to your friends as it is to your foe. Ma'am, I, I, I'm afraid you just you just referred to yourself as my foe, and I'm a little I'm a little I find that a little peculiar. <laughs> and she looks right back at you, and she says, "Coming from you, I'd take that as a compliment." My, how long have you been here in town? Oh, much well, longer. Well, at least since the show at the theater. We probably and, told and, Sam about when he... Yeah. And she looks at you, Sam, and she says, much longer than you, sir. Much longer than you. And how long would that be? You seem to know everything about me and Joe. And she just smiles. And she says, Joe, would you like to let us inside so that we could gather somewhere more comfortably? Yes, let's go inside. I think that would be a good idea. And I, Sam, and I, please I, don't point your gun at us as we go inside. And I and I and I and I sling my rucksack over, and I and I and I sort of uh, uh, reach my one hand in as I've got my shotgun pointed, and I grab rope, and I say, sister. Mm. Yes, Mister Sam. Mister Sam, I I I I do not trust this this better loo. <laughs> and I and I'm like and I and I say, how loud you, are we, you speaking? We, That'd be really funny. I'm right here, says Betty Lou. <laughs> I can hear you. And I what? Well, no, I'm, I'm. You're all here. And I say, I don't oh. trust her. And I and I say, uh, if she's going in. Uh, it's it's not gonna be with no free hands here to to to, to cause any subterfuge. I, I I I do not know what's going on. Am I here. aware of this? Do I see the rope? Do I? Yeah, I, the I, I am. Yeah. I am in the middle of the rope. Well, you're six feet away, and I was walking inside. I don't okay. know. All right. Well, I, I presume so. I'm not hiding nothing. Oh, uh, uh, sister, do are are you sure you want to be here with? A fella that's pointing shotguns at people and talking about tying up other people. Oh yes, Mister Pappy, I just met these it's, people. They are they are very curious, but I I need I to mean, get to that it's, house. It's your it's your brother's house. Can't you like lay down the law? And uh, says, I don't know if it is his house anymore, but um, we he was... left the house to Cully. It was my f- best friend's house. Oh, I don't know. I don't know no Cully. I just know uh, a sister. Uh, uh, B was saying her brother lived here. Well, and she says, oh, I do not own anything this in, in this house is, uh, was my brother's, but it, he's not here. So it's just our house. And if this Miss Joe knew uh, Richard and is going in, that is okay. And no. if she is, invites this, uh, this, uh, this woman to go in, uh, perhaps that's okay. It is up to her. Now, if these dogs are real, then I, I think we've been lollygagging here a little longer than we should. Just I don't to... think Cully would mind if we used his house to be safe from the dogs. That's always the rule. When the siren goes and the dogs come, we go inside. Sister B's in no rush to get inside. Clearly. <laughs> and uh, well, I, I stay with Sister B if she okay. doesn't want to go in. Can I... Joe and Betty Lou, can Joe go inside and invite Betty Lou? I, you're, this is up to you. You're Joe. I'm going inside. Okay. There you go. The house. <laughs> All right. Going That's... inside the fucking house. It's been like okay. 20 minutes. <laughs> so you open the door. I'm assuming, right? You're opening the mm-hmm. door. Mm-hmm. And Betty Betty Lou walks closely to you. Um, the smell 
hits you, right? It's like it's Richard's house. It was you kind of go back to that night before you went to the magic show. And again, it's one of those things triggered by, by just how the house smells. Right. And everything was good in that moment. Right. You were, you were there with Cully and your friends though new and some unknown, you felt welcomed. And uh, it was, it's, different than it's still kind of post what happened with your parents but it was a sense of belonging with with Cully and so as you walk into the house there's kind of a hesitation just a, a step like not enough that we have to replay you walking into the house but uh, a, a moment where like it, it catches Joe and she's kind of pained with like this longing for what it was and and she quickly flashes to Carly, right? And and that time alone with Carly, where she felt rejuvenated, and all of a sudden, she's feeling very mixed in this moment, right? Again, you're you're kind of in the center of the chaos uh, among all of these essentially strangers, um, although Sam, but Sam doesn't really treat you as an equal, so you're you're. You're caught in the, the midst of all of this. Uh, and, and all of that's entering your mind as you take this step into the house. And so it's a very heavy step into Richard's house. Yeah. I wonder what I should have said goodbye to Carly. Maybe I just mutter that to myself. I don't know. It's an in, internal monologue. Do you say, do you mutter it out loud? I mutter it out loud. Yeah. Okay. And as you do that, you feel a hand slide on your elbow and. I'll turn to look. I hope it's Betty Lou. (laughs) It's Betty Lou standing there, but you don't, you don't see Betty Lou. What you see, uh, make a pow roll. Let's see how. I think a pals makes more sense than a, a San here. Okay. Um, that's probably a fail, but I just real it's a 64. I realized I forgot to open my character sheet. It's okay. That's probably a, we'll talk you fail. through it or we'll talk over it. It's a big moment here. Talk through it. Talk over it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So my pow is, I don't remember. Where's pow. Ah, Stop. Oh my God. I got it by one. Oh, that's uh, okay. Okay. And as you as you turn over and look at Betty Lou, you see Carly's face and she's panicked and you're standing inside the bedroom of the house in Abiquiu and um, it's Carly's acting and moving as if you're not even in the room with her, but she's grabbing clothes out of her dresser, throwing them into a suitcase. Uh, You can't hear her. But you see her like looking over her shoulder and and motioning towards Stephanie's room. And she seems to be yelling and she's throwing more stuff in the suitcase and she's grabbing the suitcase. And, and you walk with her as she races through the house and she scrawls something on the on a note on the counter and um and then you see her bolting out the side door towards the driveway, pulling Stephanie along. You've never seen her act so kind of aggressively. And um, and you see Stephanie kind of being dragged out onto the driveway. You pause in this vision and you look down at the note and all it says on it is, Dear Joe, I'm sorry I had to go, uh, Carly. And um, for you three who are onlookers, possibly, this is nothing. It's just like a pause. Um, but Joe, like you blink in a second and all of a sudden Betty Lou's staring at you and she's um, and she just kind of nods at you. Why do I feel like you know what I'm thinking? Oh, honey. And don't you worry, I'm here for you. Why don't we go have a seat? I know this is crazy, but do you? 
to say I know what you're thinking might be a bit of a extrapolation, but I certainly know what you've seen or what you could have seen. What do you think I saw? Well, I think you've seen the answers that you needed to see, honey. Was it real? Is what she it, gone? What is real? I can't I, answer that for you. Real is real. There, real is Carly in her house or Carly uh, gone. I'm just a conduit for you. I think I need to sit down. Or like a couch. I don't remember the layout of this. <laughs> yeah, there is, right? There was a sitting area, but uh, it's not like it was in any way, right? Things have mm. been cataloged and tagged. There's books in boxes. There's still some items on the wall. Uh, the there's the weird kind of images that have been cut out of their frames. Remember y'all had cut or like you know, oh, people right. had Chris cut out the, yeah, cut out all of the images and rolled them up and they were on the counter. Uh, is so, there, they, they, they didn't clean up all the blood, right? All the bloods cleaned up. Uh, oh, okay. But they left the chalk lines. Cause they've left chalk, the chalk lines. lines. Yeah. Things like that. It's not, let me back up. It's not, move in cleaned right it's cleaned up so they cleaned up the chunks but the stuff that like seeped into the floorboards is right nobody there. nobody scrubbed anything yeah. right okay. yeah so they cleaned up so i i'm just gonna preface this by saying that joe has been losing sanity pretty quickly and this may seem like a crazy action but having just had this vision and it feels so real to her, she's gonna, I don't know. Can Sister B, are you still outside? Are you near the door? Can I see you right now? You are however muted, that I can say. Yes, yeah, Sister B is just outside front door and she was listening to sirens, watching, uh, not for dogs, but for cars coming that way. Okay. Well, then I guess instead of sitting, I'm just going to move towards the door and say, this is your fault. Carly had to run. She probably ran because you came, you called her a different name. And you made I her did. feel unsafe. I says, oh, Miss, Miss Juro, what are, you, what are you talking about, Carly running? I just, I saw it. You saw something. You are in the kitchen with this uh, interesting uh, woman. Uh and then I, I, she wrote me a note. So it's her, her, her nunishness. Uh, she reaches out because she like, you know, helping people and such like that. She reaches out to your shoulder just to calm you for a second. And as she, she puts her hand on your shoulder and then immediately Betty Lou puts her hand on top of sister B's hand on your shoulder. And Sister B, describe a memory of you and Jane from mm. when y'all were close. Oh, Jane was very, very, very young, and when we were close, and I was uh, would be taking her care of her when she was only like you know maybe one year old. And uh, a wonderful memory was when Jane looked up at me with a great big smile, and I was feeding her her favorite sweets. Uh, we picked right off the tree, the apricot tree that we had in yard. And she loved them when I would smush them up a little bit. Okay. And so this is the vision that you're seeing, Joe, is of uh, Sister B giving these fresh apricots to her younger sister. Um, and you can't, there, there's no direct relationship, but you have this vision of that baby growing into Carly and there's a whole vision of of things that happen in between those moments and it's it's fast and incredibly tense but you feel this you feel the kind of maternal instinct that sister B 
had as an older sister over Jane? Staring at her, my eyes will just get really wide. And since I'm still in the throes of believing these visions that I'm having, I'll, I'll just say, you really, you were really close. You were, you cared for her. Oh, and I said, oh, are you talking about Jane? Just, just for a short time. She was half-sister and was very young, but for a short time, we spent together a little bit of summer. We grow very, very close. She doesn't remember. She's too young, but I we remember her very fondly, and her eyes are the same eyes I saw back in, back in Abiquiu. Well, if she's run, she could be in danger. I did not know she was running, and I do not know that you know she's running. You have seen something. Well, you and... just saw something too, right? Did you see what I saw? Did you see yourself? I recognized Sis you. Sister you B, you, so didn't, young. you didn't see a thing. Right. Oh, that and was I... only my vision? Yeah. So, she, so Sister B is confused. No, but it's great. That's what I think that's okay. what you would say, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you would, yeah. yeah. And Sister B pats your shoulder, you know, pulls her hand from underneath, um, the other woman's uh, hand and then would grab the side of your arm and pats it and says, oh, oh Joe, I, I do not know what did you, you've seen, but sometimes, yes, these things do happen and you do see realities. Mrs. To be is, you know, not, she's not, she's the opposite of Rutherford who, you know, doesn't make sense. She is open to that concept that that these You gave her apricots. And she says, did that really happen? Sister B make a sand roll. Yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be intense. That's a good one. Um, it's a ninety-seven. Oh no! Oh dear! <laughs> wow! All right. Well, who knew apricots could be that triggering? <laughs> Here we go. We hadn't had one of those. Y'all been rolling like sub tens for so yeah. long. Made All right. For it. Take three points of sanity there off sister b and joe as you say that sister b actually stumbles backwards oh no right um and part of this sister b is twofold right a that's a very private memory but b you're so guarded about mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. that for somebody to be able to penetrate like that deeply into your childhood <clears throat> is completely unsettling right because part of part of who you are is being guarded and protecting that information and so this really throws you and in this uh throwing in this uh this reeling that sister b has it is because of Joe, or did it see this uh, this woman? So she no, knows, you. She knows the difference. But she, it's, it's the source. She's looking for the source. Yeah, the, for it's especially with that ninety-seven. It's coming straight from Joe. You're not even you're ah. you're not fixated on this woman at this at the moment. Okay. And, and so yes, yeah, sister <clears throat> sister B would just say, oh and and oh I I. I need to sit 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 down for a second. And is there a kitchen chair or something to sit in? And glass glass of water. And oh, Pappy! And I and she reaches out for Pappy. Pappy, uh, help me! I, I do not feel well. Okay. Yeah, I definitely uh, uh, help you uh, inside. And she she uh, allows Pappy. She needs it. She uh, allows Pappy to help her. And I say, uh, uh, ma'am, uh, and I whisper. Uh, the, 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 the kitchen is okay. Don't look anywhere else. And uh, and I said to you know, Pappy, something said, something really bad happened here. And uh, Sister B sits down. She goes, oh, and says, oh, he says, I I I can almost feel them coming for me and finding more out, Pappy. I feel that. And she reaches out with you with her hand grasping and just kind of grasps your uh, jacket. And mm -hmm. kind of, you know, when you kind of pull it and someone's a little bit uh, in uh, the throes of something darker. And she, she says, oh, Mr. Pappy, and looks you directly. You know, I, I, I feel them getting 
too close to me. They they have found out too much. They they want me. They want me to go back. And then, she, oh, and then settles down into her seat. Uh, it's okay, sister. You just uh, you just focus on us here. Keep uh, keep looking at us. Yeah, Don't worry it. about uh, things that happened in the past. And You're the, here now, in, in this in, in this moment. And Mr. Pappy, could 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 you go outside and bring in my uh, a suitcase? I, I I need to get get inside to get the, uh, some something to to wipe my face with. Uh, will do, sister. Uh, Pappy, make a spot hidden roll. Uh, ten. You're you're comforting Sister B. You're in the kitchen, and you can't help but notice an odd series of symbols etched into. So there's an island in the mm. kitchen. Yep. And right at the mm. bottom of the cabinetry, that on that island are a set of symbols, and these would be different than the hobo language. Oh, okay. Um, and they are a set of symbols that you would only know from your order. This is a highly specialized set of symbols. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, they say something to you. What do they say to you? Uh, let me say, so, uh, this. Hmm. We'll come back to you in a second. Yeah, sister yeah. and B and Joe have a moment, but these those symbols are going to speak to you, and I'll let you determine what that is. So, Sister B, we're back with you, and mm -hmm. Joe. Yeah, yeah. So I guess Joe is probably just standing there looking from Sister B to Betty Lou, and trying to parse out to put her reality back together. Does anybody know if they have a? sip of whiskey in this house well sister uh, b wouldn't be she she's not in a state to answer that yeah, that yeah it's fine uh, yeah yeah and she starts she starts moving through the upper cabinets and she finds a bottle and she pulls it down and a glass and and she's pouring herself a nice little taste of the whiskey and and she looks at at you sister b and she says you you look as if you've seen a ghost. Could I pour you a glass? And she commits to be and says, "Oh, uh, I will take a, a yes, a small glass of this this whiskey. Uh, yes, you put okay. put it in front right now. I don't okay. know if she pours for you, and then and she she calls over to you, Joe, and she says, and you Miss Joe, would you like yourself a little spot of whiskey too, maybe to calm the nerves." <sighs> Oh, yeah, I think Sis so. Sister B looks at the glass of whiskey. She's just kind of curious. And when she puts it down, she's wondering if I uh, guess she didn't. She got close to her, but she just has this odd feeling about this woman, whether yeah. she's like literally warm or cold. And so when she puts the whiskey down, like if you were cold and she took her fingers off of it, it would have that, you know, the little foggy bits uh against the whiskey that would be room temperature does anything Actually, like that you, happen you, you don't have to go that far because i meant to say something when your hand was on joe mm -hmm. and, and she had her hand and she put her hand on your hand uh mm -hmm. and, and if you're wondering about that now in this moment you're thinking mm -hmm. back to that and you think how nice and warm her hands were not like not sweaty like hot mm -hmm. just like warm and comforting you just felt good but too too pleasantly warm. So that's the thing is she's starting to sense there's something like theatrical, like she's uh you know the things are too too perfect with this creature, and uh, in Sister B's mind the the devil is too perfect. Sure, sure. And so Absolutely. that's where her head is going, and she's that's so that uh, just lead that on. That's exactly what she's thinking. And so when the glass is put down, she's looking at her, and uh, she actually says, "Oh, Miss Miss." Uh, What's her name? Mary. Betty Lou. Betty Lou. Miss Actually, be before you go on this thought, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. Okay. 
All right. Let's take, uh, let's make it a short one. Take five minutes and uh, we'll be back on the other side. We are back from break. Michael, back to you. All right. Uh, one thing I'd like to get is Sam's perspective on the situation. What are you seeing? What are you thinking, Sam? Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess one question I'd have, and I'm happy to roll for it there, Keeper, is when, when, uh, when, when, you're going to shoot somebody? When, not yet. When Sister B, uh, I'm going six to 40 on that one right now. So when oh. Sister B put her hand on Joe's shoulder and then Creepy Emma Lou, bada boo, uh, put her hand on the making a hand sandwich. You mean Miss um, Betty Lou, the one yeah. you're jealous of her accent. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Uh, did I notice like that that interaction I, you know was there in front uh of like the doorway entrance or the entrance to the property did I notice though any of the uh per, 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 uh peculiarities of that of that situation so uh roll for it yes on a spot hidden and then while you're rolling for that I'm just going to explain that while these visions are happening after Betty Lou touches people they're very quick Right. If you're an outside observer, there's not a lot going on. What you would notice it as an outside observer is the respond or the recipient's response. Um, so that's that might be the big trigger there that something's happened. Otherwise, these are mere like quick pats or gestures or even sleights of hand to turn the phrase. So how did you roll on that? Yeah, 72. Uh, did not catch it. Uh, but the one okay. question I'd have is, well, uh, better lose eyes. Like, is she, does she doing anything funky with her face in these moments? Like, are her <laughs> eyes closed? Like, she's concentrating? I mean, or... she pulls them out occasionally, and they rest in the palm of her hand. But <laughs> right. other than that, uh, no, there's nothing going on wild with her eyes. In fact, the the more you're around her, the calmer you get. Right. The more settling her presence is. And so even in spite of, say, Sister B's attempts to be suspicious of her, it, it, it takes a lot of will for Sister B to stay suspicious of her because th this Betty Lou has such a calming affect about her. Hmm. Which I, I think I... is. If we go back to you, Sister B, that's where you were, was with the whiskey glass, right? Or post, yeah, and the warm mm -hmm. touch. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if they're all marching in and uh, paying me no heed with my, 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 my protests, I suppose I would just have to take a, I'd take a look around, make sure there's nothing uh, coming up the driveway, no scampering pooches. Uh, I'm presuming the hooting and hollering of that alarm is still a-blaring. Yeah, and the convoy makes the road right. And uh, so as you kind of look out, that convoy of headlights makes its way right outside Richard's house. And there's even searchlights right off the vehicles spreading out into the trees around. Uh, and these vehicles are obviously looking with their lights as they kind of run around and, and search for something. Oh, and just to clarify, I mean, me being in this town for some time, have I encountered a bit of Lou before? Interesting. Let's roll on that. Oh. Have you encountered Betty Lou before? Uh -oh. my... and, and had you threatened to shoot her before? If you have, <laughs> he's threatened to shoot everybody he's met. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, my presumption is I haven't, or if I have, I've forgotten it. Yeah, uh, but... I, and I think that's what it fits into, right? Like, she, she's not a figure who sticks out, right? Like, she's not... Yeah. She's not somebody who, who you're like, oh, man, if I'd seen her, I'd remember her, right? She mm. kind of blend, she kind of blend in with the, with the background, She's just a common cup of milk toast. So I'll uh, I'll make a note of where that uh, convoy is going. Are they drop drifting away at this point? Yes. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. And so I'll just sort of take a take a look around, and I'll sort of make my way inside. Uh, okay. And at and at this point, I would need to pause, take one more look outside, 
close the door. And then um, I, I would slowly walk towards that kitchen. I'm here in the. Can I retcon for a moment? There's oh, a moment. Do. The, the convoy comes by and it shines a light right down the driveway, just right in your yeah. eyes, Sam. And oh, you're no. holding, you're holding your shotgun, and you put that your hand over your eyes because it's so bright, and the the light pauses there. It feels like. 30 40 seconds but it's probably only a matter of five or ten and then it it drifts off of you and then the convoy drives on and then you can go back into the house and close the door okay that that's that's now 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 you got me all all ner nervous uh so sam's sam's uh did that trigger Sam? Actually, I'll ask this. Uh, I'll make a sand roll. Yeah, I didn't for... even think about that aspect of it. Sure. Oh, that's where I, that's where I thought you were going with this, uh, which is why I was sort of smirking. I'm, I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah, yeah I'm I, glad. I'm gonna I'm hit the mason jar while you make that roll. Oh my lord! Now let me just ask you a question. Mm -hmm. The um, is a is 98, it? 99 bad? Well, it's a ninety-five, and I just need to know: is that is it is it is that the line or is it 96 that's, and higher? That's 96. The, yeah, 96. You're, yeah, you were like right on the line. Your toes are right behind it. Okay, that seems appropriate. Mm. <laughs> God, that would have been so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That would have changed things if you had fired that shotgun at that bright light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, you're good oh, though. Oh, so I'm I fine. I'm fine. Okay, so uh, I'll uh, I'll head on in, close the door. And make a mental note of that and uh listen to this conversation and uh, oh wait you still f that was a sand roll right yes oh you yeah. did t i just rolled oh uh so hang on <clears throat> as a mm. sand roll you can deduct two points as that triggers you what does that trigger you i think personally well, I'll let you take this moment. You can have this moment. What does that bright light trigger you for? Well, I think so that would I, I think that would trigger the bright lights that I recall from many uh, times where I'd wake up in the middle of the road and then open my eyes and see the headlights of my own car. So I blinded, blinded me with sort of these gaps and memory and lapses and this vague sense that I may or may not know Betty Lou, but she, she's, you know, it's it just sort of a, a, a becoming almost a, a sense that I can't trust even my own sense of self or time or memory, just a, a little inkling sort of dips in and, uh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. That's yeah. Yeah. All right. So, and then you head back inside the house and then I head inside out. I still, I'm still, uh, weaponized were. And then, um, as I, as I see this, uh, weapon, weapon, weaponized, weaponized. as I see this interaction, I, I, I'll just yell out to Joe or, or call out and say, Joe, do you, uh, do you know where they keep any of their, uh, Richard kept any of his, uh, I don't know, their dish rags or, or oven mitts or anything of that sort? Oh, Sam. I they're... mean, you could look in the kitchen. Oh, very well. And I'm making sure I'm keeping a wide berth from Betty Lou as I'm sort of like going through, looking through these drawers. And I'm particularly Keeper, I'm looking for a pair of oven mitts. Okay. As you're doing that, she pours a a glass of whiskey and she slides it right down the island in your direction and she goes it's okay sam you keep your distance but here you pot your thirst while you do and then she turns back to you sister b uh because you have this kind of look on your face as you're trying to figure her out and uh she just looks at you and sister b then uh uh goes oh Miss uh, Betty Lou, Miss Betty Lou, and puts her hands out, uh, in a in a gesture for her to help her stand up. She's in her chair, and she does. She reaches up, okay, and she pulls up Sister B. So when that happens, Sister B looks her directly in the eye, okay, without blinking, okay. and Sister B's thoughts are of Betty Lou in an ocean of water, drowning, with her hands flailing, and she's spinning about, and she can't swim, and she's going to go under. She's gone under the type of thing we've come up again. And Sister B is sticking to that thought in her head, 
wants to see, because in the countries that Sister B is from, there's many talks of in the gypsies and such like that, the people who read your thoughts. She's very suspicious that this woman is doing that and what she will do if she sees herself flailing in this terrible way. Make a power roll. Five. Wow. wow. Well, I wish you could see my roll. You'd be impressed. This was a roll off to be to beat the band. Okay. Uh-huh. And so you're you're just really, really focused on that thought. And Joe, as you're watching. So so just want to go back to this. This would be the times when Sister B was in uh, back in her home countries when they were being persecuted by Soviets and they were uh, doing their utmost to to hurt them and torture them. And Sister B is in that concentration mode of self-preservation and locked in. Okay, perfect. And and you're locked in in that and. Betty Lou simply raises your hands up and lifts you and you're just so focused on pushing this thought at her and and she kind of unflailingly lifts you up from your couch and at the like, end like at the, li- lifts up completely off the floor or just picks her no up. just 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 helps her up like helps there's up. nothing there's nothing physically weird going okay. on in this sense and and you're pushing it and Tell me more about this. You're imagining Betty Lou drowning, right? So Betty Lou is in an ocean. The waves are a swarm around her. There's a storm and uh, they're swirling about. And it's the ocean. The ocean is a, a uh, like a, it's like a cold North Sea type thing and swamp and it swamps over her a few times and she reaches up and she and she goes down. And in in Miss B's mind, this is the ocean of righteousness and uh, a creature in it, you know, that is not as wicked as being pulled down into it. And she's using that imagery of the swirling about her. And she's gone up, you know, down once, up again and down once and is flailing perhaps for the last times. Okay. And so that's her vision. And and as Betty Lou picks her up, the vision in Sister B's head is one where she drowns Betty Lou, right? She drowns her in the sea of righteousness. And after after Betty Lou drowns in the sea of righteousness, the sea calms perfectly, glass still. And and the the clouds part and the sun comes out. And this is odd because it's out of Sister B's realm, right? Like she she drowned Betty Lou. And and Betty Lou comes from you as Sister B's looking in this vision and focusing, it's a little strange for her because it's gone out of this this ability of her to channel the thought, and she's drowned Sister B. But in the distance, Sister come, mean Betty Lou. I mean, sorry, Betty Lou. And in the distance, for Sister B, walking across the water of the these calm ocean, is this figure, and it appears to be Betty Lou. And then you snap to into the moment so she walks on what and <laughs> and keeper i'm i'm watching this interaction um these are fast remember these are these, fast. Yeah. Yes. like like everything is uh, right like i said everything that we're describing visionary wise it might take a while to just play a moment, out for sure but it, it's just a moment yeah. So Sister, Sister B is looking intently into the, in Betty Lou's eyes and to see if there's any any disturbance, any upset, anything of being upset. If this if this sense of calm and and uh, her prevailing over all these things is actually true and there's integrity to it, or if she, with, you know with her really good concentration, um, if there's some sort of facade going on, she's trying to break through that. That was, you know, part of her concentration. It's like when, you know, your person who is, you know, the torturer is being good to you, but you know, they're not. And so it's, she's got that mindset of this person. This is a play. And she's so up- make a psychology role. 11. That is a extreme success. Is it really? Yeah. Damn. This is so this becomes my difficulty, right? Like, do I balance out 
your 97 with your 11? <laughs> I'm going to come back to you. I got to think about that one. Well, the, 97, the 97 was sanity. So sometimes in sanity, there's clarity. Mm. Wow. What a only a, only a Wayne argument like that. <laughs> sometimes you have to be insane to be able to accept something completely obscure but bizarre ridiculous and at odds with uh, the world around you here's what i'm gonna say i think for sister b i don't think she's gonna overreact but i think in sister b's mind that betty lou is too calm and too reserved and and that excessive she reads it well with her psychology role, she reads this calmness and this pervasive kind of energy that settles things, but she's very suspicious of it. I do, right before we close, mm -hmm. I want to cut to Pappy. And Pappy, let's talk about these symbols that you saw at the bottom of the cabinets. Okie dokie. And what is the message that the symbols said? Or or what uh, are something, the symbols? Uh, the symbols would be like a um, uh, a spiral. Okay. Uh, a hand with crossed fingers. Perfect. All right. And so, uh, what it is is it's a uh, underneath the cabinet. Then is the hand with crossed fingers etched very darkly. And then there's lighter iterations of it turning. And for you, Pappy, you know that that means behind that location is important information to your order uh, and that it needs to be retrieved at all costs. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, I and, would just uh, stand up like, uh, you know, if I bent down for a moment to... Uh, check out something I thought I saw on the floor, I'll just stand up like nothing happened and, you know, flick a piece of lint off my fingers. Okay. And I think as that, as that lint comes off your fingers and falls to the floor, <laughs> that we close for the night. That is going to do it for us tonight. Until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. Don't forget to check out Up Your RPG, wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to uh, connect with either Michael or myself, the easiest way to do so is on Twitter. Michael is at under the LIB. I am at tall and nerdy. So until next time, for me, for Michael, for Wayne, for Emily, for Rick, and for Chris, have a good night, and we will see you next time. Who knew apricots could be that triggering? Reach up high, reach down low. Reach up high, reach down low. Now touch your toes. Everybody, come on, touch your toes. There you go. And one, and two, and one. And Cthulhu. There we go. Everybody Cthulhu. Ooh. Are we good, Michael? Huh? Are you good? With what? <laughs>